Hello and welcome to a special edition of Monday Chatter Check-In on a Tuesday. I'm Paige. I'm Anna. We're so happy to be back after we took a little short hiatus as Anna and I returned from our trip in Colorado as previously discussed and we have been quarantining in our wonderful apartment in New York since then. Yeah, and sadly, since we were not like in Denver, there was not a lot of art to see while we were in Colorado. Like we saw a couple of smaller galleries, but it wasn't really... They're very much like vacation galleries, if you will. Um, And although they're cool, it was just not really our vibe. So um, we decided to take some time off and recharge and we're back now. Yes. So we were unable to physically go to an art event or exhibition this week, but we finally got to watch the Nodler documentary on Netflix, which is titled Made You Look, and we are super excited to share our thoughts. We will put a link in the description both to the trailer and to the film. So if you have Netflix, we highly encourage everyone to go and watch. We really enjoyed it, and we've been watching a lot of movies during our quarantine, so it comes highly recommended. Yes. So the title of the film, as I said, is Made You Look, a true story about fake art. And it is a like very fascinating depiction of various dealers, collectors, gallery owners, and artists who found themselves involved in one of the largest frauds in American history, if not the largest. Yes, and at the center of the scandal, which occurred in the early 2000s, is the director of the now-shut-down Nodler Gallery. Her name is Anne Friedman. She is sort of the villain in the scandal to many, and I was actually really surprised to see that the documentary not only focused on her for a large portion of it, but she is the star of the documentary and tells her own side of the story throughout the film. Yeah, Um, The scandal started when Friedman met with Glafira Rosales, who was this like quiet woman who didn't really have like a background in art, who for some reason, unknown reason, um, had access to an unbelievable collection of abstract expressionist art, which is interesting because Nodler was like kind of lacking in that area or time period of art. So like they had a lot of other time periods and like a very vast yeah. collection in that but they didn't have any like abstract expressionist or not any but they didn't have like it wasn't what they were best known exactly. for and there were some works by like Jackson Pollock and the Kooning Rothko and the sale of all of those throughout the years at Nodler amounted to be 80 million dollars and what's so amazing is that this woman who was unassuming just showed up with one of the most unbelievable collections yeah. of X art yeah they had seen and perhaps the like craziest element at least to me was that the works which were determined to be fake as Mm -hmm. the documentary shows were actually made by a Chinese math professor named Peishen in his garage in Queens and he even had like envelopes because they go into the garage Mm -hmm. in the film that had like Rothko nails as the title so the level of detail yeah I was involved it's just crazy to think about and to see yeah I have been really fascinated by this because Nodler I learned about this like a few months ago which is kind of embarrassing considering it's like such a big thing but But honestly I was surprised we never talked about it in in any of our classes I agree especially in our abstract expressionism class (laughs) like you think it would be a cornerstone yeah especially because when we took that class we were it was when the scandal was kind of being really talked about since a lot of the people who bought fake paintings had gone to court right 
um just then to try to get their money back right but so. um something that just like really surprised me was that Nodler was like one of the biggest most um well-known galleries in like American history I think it's been a, it was around for 165 it was years. 165 years old yes and it like got like shut down because of this scandal so it just like goes on to show that I mean like a mistake can really cost everything to like a, everything a, a, an institution like this but I also think one of the saddest things is that it just shows people in the art world can be fooled kind of easily I don't know I feel like when I was watching I felt really sad when People were like, oh, I thought it was one of the best Rothko's I'd ever seen. And like even Rothko's son that was commented yes. and said, this is a beautiful painting. So I think it just like puts into perspective like what is art and what is not. And like just the fact that these were made in Nagarash and Queens and like what really set them apart from the real thing, you know. Right. And the artist was a very highly trained artist. He went to school with Ai Weiwei. Mm -hmm. So it had that level of training and yeah. the detail. It They were beautiful. Like the fake Rothko was yeah. just as beautiful as the Rothkos you see at MoMA. I agree. And I think it's like so interesting that you also get to hear from the collectors mm -hmm. in the documentary because it's not only like all the lawyers and like the um, people from the gallery who were involved, but like also like the parties who are most affected like the people who actually put their money right it, yeah and lived with the works for years after they had purchased them yeah. from the gallery it's so insane but yeah i think everyone should watch it and so i think when we were watching it we discussed how all of the art terms are really flushed out so like if you know nothing about art it is a really great documentary to get started into the art world it explains a lot of the things that like I don't know, I learned in my internships like what a catalog resume yes. is or things like that. And the focus was so heavily on the provenance of all the works and it really goes into detail about why that matters yeah. and how it was so easily faked. Mm -hmm. So I definitely recommend this for people who know a lot about the scandal already and also people who know nothing, like you won't feel yeah. left behind. Also, I think something like interesting is, I don't know how you felt about it, but when I started watching the film, I was just like, oh, Anne Friedman is guilty. Like there is no way she didn't know these works were fake like she had to be in on it mm -hmm. but as the documentary went on and I heard her talk and like I just saw how affected she was I was like well like she maybe didn't know like maybe it was just like really terrible luck for her but I don't know it's just kind of sad I agree before I started watching it I was like there is in no world did this director not know yeah. she was selling fake paintings and as you hear her story and see how like impacted she was and she still is I think she's an art advisor now oh she has her own gallery I think right yeah. on the Upper East Side yeah I think that she chose to be fooled is like my outlook I think there were questions that maybe she disregarded because yeah. she was so excited to be given access to this collection of like unknown incredible works of art I agree I also um think though in a way it just like makes her look bad either way because it's either she was like both she are was terrible. stupid or she like was conning people so and either scenario means that you're being terrible at your job exactly so uh, that was like very interesting I am curious to like it's also so interesting to think about the level of trust that mm -hmm. collectors have to place no that's what I was gonna say I was gonna say I'm curious to see who her new clients are right like I don't <laughs> think I would trust her no but I still do feel bad like some scenes in the documentary made me feel so terrible for her and like 
I think at the end of the documentary, they say that she's like working on rebuilding like her name or just like her legacy. It's just like, there's no coming back from that, at least in my eyes. Well, you can sell a hundred real paintings, but everyone's going to remember the one fake fake painting that you sold. And it wasn't just one. And it wasn't worse. Yeah. (laughs) It's 80 million Um, worth. But yeah, there's so much to unpack in the documentary. And I just like think it was like truly one of the most interesting art documentaries I've seen. I think it was one of the most well done yeah. I've seen too. Because I also sometimes they like can be boring. Yeah. Honestly. No, even I for agree. me. And I yeah. love art. I agree. But I just like have been so fascinated by the scandal that like I just want more information to keep on coming out. <laughs> even though I think like they have really just gotten to the bottom of it and like it is what it is. But I just want to know more. Like I'm so this was great for me. Yeah. We just really recommend everyone take the time to watch. But finally before we go Although we have not been out to eat in New York in a few weeks, which might be a record for us, we wanted to dedicate our restaurant highlight of the week to our favorite place we went to in Breckenridge, Colorado, which is called The Blue Moose. Yeah, so it's a diner and it reminded us a lot of uh, La Bonbonniere here in New York, which is I think our favorite diner Very in New York. old school and cash only. Yeah. And we loved it. It was just like omelets and I had the best coffee cake ever and just so much coffee. I actually went for breakfast three times yeah. while I was there for a week, which is a lot, but it is a small town. So there are not that many places. Yeah, there's really not but that many But the breakfast potatoes were like my favorite thing ever. Oh, yeah. They were really good. We went the last day before going to the airport. It was a very like monumental moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so if you're ever in Breckenridge, Colorado, definitely check out the Blue Moose. Oh, and I also have another highlight, I think. Please share. Um, okay, we went to oh, a restaurant in Vail. Yes, I think it's called In the Creek. Up the Creek. Up the Creek. It's up called the, Up the Creek. Up the Creek. And it was so beautiful. We sat outside and it's like next to the river so it's like next to the creek it was literally (laughs) up the creek yeah but it was so beautiful and the weather that day was amazing so we sat outside and we ate some like tacos and it was just like I think my second favorite of the trip I could not agree more I had the best time it was such a beautiful day yeah and you could see like all the dogs playing like on the little river on the creek (laughs) on the creek (laughs) um so yeah if you're in Vail, definitely check that one out. There are really great restaurants in Vail, I think. Like Bre- Breckenridge doesn't have as many. It's more... Um, Breckenridge is very like for the skiers. Yeah. And I think Vail, there's more to do if you're not skiing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But yeah, either way, just like great check them both spot. out. We have more racks. <laughs> so if you ever just like need more racks, DM us on Instagram at Curated Chatter. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's it for the day. We're so excited to come back on Thursday with our weekly news and get back on schedule. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you.